0: Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is Sarah.
1: And this is Chris. Thanks for listening to another installment of uh, All Y'all Podcast.
0: We are, uh, this is our final night of All Y'all Palooza. We've been putting out an episode of the podcast every single night this week, but tomorrow night is our live storytelling event Under the Influence. It's stories about being under the influence of some sort of power. And it's a fundraiser for the Council on Alcoholism and Drug Abuse. So this time tomorrow, we're going to have storytellers on stage telling really powerful stories, Chris.
1: I know. And I want to take a second out if we haven't done a good job of this this week, which we've tried to, but I've got to say Centenary College, thank you so much, not just for loaning us the space, um, which makes it possible for us to give so much more money to the Council on Alcoholism and Drug Abuse, but also for all the support. I mean, they wrote about us, they shared about us on their social media pages. It just felt like they are really proud of this event. And yeah, that is, Even
0: President Rowe tweeted about us. Thanks, President Rowe.
1: Yeah, it's been like, I mean, really overwhelmingly cool to, to receive that kind of love and support from the venue. Thank you so much, Alan Berry, Don Hooper, and everyone that made it possible for us to have this event.
0: So, the, uh, the episode that we're Putting out tonight is from one of our previous life storytelling events. And I think this story for me and Chris is really personal because um, it's our friend uh, Randall Ross um, telling a story about why he lives in Shreveport.
1: Which is, I mean, not to bag on our city at all, but just hearing that someone as cool as Randy and as cool as his wife Molly decided to move from Austin to Shreveport to start a new chapter in their lives. It was like, really? I mean, it was sort of like...
0: <laughs> it's a story that we had hoped existed, and it really did, and it, it was just amazingly impactful.
1: It's, it's such an oddity. It's like they should be in like the, the circus tent next to the bearded woman and the, <laughs> the merman and the couple that moved from Austin to Shreveport. You know, it's like, it's just so cool that people like them saw something in this community that made them want to move here, and I, I love it.
2: I came home... school one day in the first grade in Pampa Texas I'm sitting around the dinner table with my folks and my brother and we're making the conversation dad says well what did you do today in school and I said I didn't do anything dad I'm in the slow group (laughs) (laughs) and I was I was kind of proud of that It just seemed like life was coming at me, and I was going with it, and everything was good. (laughs) And then we moved to Oklahoma, and I didn't know what that meant, (laughs) because I'm a Texan, and I'm not from around here. I'm from Texas. I'm from West Texas, and um. I was very scared about moving to Oklahoma because I thought I was going to have to learn to speak Oklahoman, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we got up there and everything was good because the first day of class my teacher, um, recognized the fact that I didn't know how to read, and I'd gotten on the conveyor belt in the public schools in Texas, and, um, you know, I didn't learn to read in first grade, so they just, you know, put me on the the slow track, and that was that. So my teachers in Oklahoma had a heart to heart with my parents and said, "No, you need to teach your son to read," and they were cool with that. You know, <laughs> um, they they put the effort in, you know, to help me learn how to read, and um, I learned how to read and. Here I am, in, in Shreveport. <laughs> but, no, really, the um, this is a story long in the telling. Um, it took 20 years for me to get to Shreveport, Louisiana. When I was in college at the University of Texas, I, I met a woman who eventually became my wife after uh, a legendary courtship. <laughs> I had numerous breakups, lots of broken dishes, and harsh words. <laughs> but Molly um, had grown up in the South and uh, Chapel Hill, and uh, then moved up to Syracuse, New York, and she would come down to Shreveport. And uh, spend time with her grandmother here in the summer, and she had a really, really fond remembrance of this place. And as soon as we uh, started dating and working our our things out, we started coming to Shreveport for uh, weekend getaways, you know, because Austin was just too happening. <laughs> <laughs> things are too fast. You know, there was, the weather was too, like Steve Earle said, the weather was too good, the dope was too cheap, and the women were too beautiful, (laughs) and you just couldn't get anything done there, so we would come to Shreveport, (laughs) we would come to Shreveport and relax, and um, I remember the first time I came to this town, um, I was driving on Urie Drive, I'd gone over um, to buy a frozen daiquiri. Because <laughs> I had heard about this, and as, this is very high on my list of things I wanted to do. So I have a frozen daiquiri there, and, you know, I'm like, okay, I know I can't drink it until I get home or, you know, stop the car or whatever. <laughs> and I, I drive by the um, the old big chain grocery at the, the Broadmoor shopping center on Uri. It's it's not there anymore. Um at the time it was a, a mattress warehouse. But um I recognized it as a really a really alien thing in northwest Louisiana. The the architecture of it, the the brick and the glasswork, the architecture was just phenomenal and um I got back to uh, Molly's grandma's house and I mentioned that, and they schooled me a little bit about the, the architects who had built them. Had built that, and they showed me the uh, the Sam Weiner house, which is actually over by Molly's grandma's house, and uh, I was very impressed by that. That struck me as being really different. And Shreveport kind of entered my consciousness at that point as um, a place where there's a lot more going on than you would recognize on the surface. So over the next twenty years, you know, we would um, we would come here, and I would, in the back of our minds, there was always this idea, it's like, oh, we could we could move to Shreveport, you know, if if we play our string out in Austin, and if our dreams don't come true. You know, we can always start anew in Shreveport. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so, you know, we come here and I get the paper. And I'm looking at the the Sunday Shreveport Times. I go, well, I'll look at the Help Wanted ads. Uh, you know, i go through there. I look for the, you know, the animals, the garage sales, the vehicles, and the want ads and there was nothing in the professional section and there's like maybe one ad and I started thinking this was kind of exotic (laughs) Really, I thought you know Shreveport might be like Hawaii you know if you're going to move there you need to bring your job with you You know, or be independently wealthy or something because there's just no, there's no access point to it. So that kind of, it was kind of exotic to me. (laughs) But we were young back then. (laughs) And we got older. And, uh, (laughs) you know, the... There's a, a Buddhist saying that the, I'm I, paraphrasing it, is the, the root of suffering is attachment. And it took a long time, but I actually started understanding um, what that meant. Because I was really attached to only one thing, and that was my wife and the life we were trying to build together. And I had this false attachment to um being a texan and living in austin you know and you know i thought that there was absolutely no way that i was ever going to leave austin you know it was that was who i was that was where i was from you know and um my wife didn't necessarily share that point of view um my Uncle Dave um, is a very savvy judge of character. He talked about me. He said that Randy only does what Randy wants to do, which was accurate. You know, I'm not going to, I've never argued that point. It's, it's a completely accurate, Zen-like assessment of my character. And he also said that Molly is so sweet, but she always gets what she wants <laughs> <laughs> So we had the um you know we had the classic dilemma here of we wanted the same things but we were kind of moving in two different directions and um about 4 years ago we were Austin was was definitely losing its luster for us. We were We were feeling the need to move on and um I Said we were gonna we were coming up here for the centenary book sale actually, which is a, a great great community event that I Haven't missed one of those in years and I absolutely love it um, And we were driving up here and we were kind of dancing around the idea of, like, oh, maybe we could find a realtor, and maybe we could look at some houses, and, you know, we could see how much our dollars would stretch in Shreveport and this and that. And I said, you know, if I could find my dream house, I would move to Shreveport in a second, and I would never look back. And <laughs> uh, You know, the, the power of the articulated dream. <laughs> so, um, long story short, you know, after coming to Shreveport for 20 years and, uh, enjoying it and kind of peeling back some layers of culture, um, I was very comfortable coming here. And then, then we took the big leap and, um, you know, we found a house here and moved and, uh, it's been a really, a really wonderful experience. Um, I'm really glad to be here, and I'm really thrilled to be up here sharing this story, and I think this is the last time I would tell it. So <laughs> if, you're, if you're here tonight, you heard it, and if not, you know, I'm a Shreve Porter now, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna live in the past. <laughs> Thanks, good night.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the All Y'all Podcast. Thank you so much for your support. Don't forget to share the podcast with your friends. Subscribe to it in iTunes. Uh, Check out our blog on a regular basis. We have an email newsletter sign up on our our blog as well. Don't forget, we still have tickets available for tomorrow night's event under the influence, which is a fundraiser for the Council on Alcoholism and Drug Abuse. So if you're looking at our website, just look in the upper left-hand corner. There's a big button that says tickets. You just click on it. You can order them. We're going to cut off tickets it pre-sales around noon tomorrow and we'll have some at the door as well.
1: So check it out at allyallblog.com. Thanks again for listening.